What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the God is Awesome podcast, video podcast here live on Facebook. Uh, my name is Aaron. I'll be your host uh, for this thing. And what we do here is we interview ordinary people and how they met an extraordinary God and what he is doing or has done in their life and where he's taking them. And so for our special guest today, we have my good friend, Kiana. I like to call her Kiki. Kiki, say what's up. Hey. Kiki, we're super glad to have you on here. Uh, we're going to be diving into your past, into your history, and seeing how God has pulled you out of there, and then and looking forward into your future and seeing, um, you know, what God has in store for you. Uh, so, tell us a little bit about, about yourself, Kiki. Where are you from? How long you've been a Christian? Um, to all that stuff. I am 20 years old. I mm -hmm. was born and raised in Fort St. Lucie, Florida. I still live here. I don't know if I'll leave. Hopefully, one day. Um, I've been a Christian for probably two and a half years. I grew up Catholic, so the transition was probably when I was like 18 or so. Okay. I make like that decision on my own. Gotcha. Gotcha. So did you, uh, were you a proud Catholic? Like, were you a practicing Catholic? How did that affect in, into your faith here? It was more like my grandparents are Italian, so the Catholic was just how they were raised. So it's how my dad was raised. My mom grew up Baptist, but she never went to church. So it was me going with my grandparents on my dad's side and going with my dad. But it was more like a robotic routine for me, at least. I never got to like have that moment when I was little, like, oh, God does this, or God is in this with me. It was just sing your hymn, stand up, sit down, read the Bible, do this, do that, go to CCD. So I never got that like connection yeah like i did with being christian yeah so um where were you like mentally did you were you just kind of checked out um what kind of what kind of history what brought you to god what were the circumstances that you know maybe you found god in or or what brought you to that point i thought that how i grew up was normal like going to church every sunday and i just got into that big routine and I got into high school and I was around like a lot of different things and I was exposed to a lot, obviously. What and, were you exposed to? I mean, drugs, alcohol, partying. I just never got into it. It just wasn't me because how I was raised was so you're home by 10 o'clock, you do your homework, you keep good grades, you play mm -hmm. sports, that's it. Sure. So I followed that for a long time. I stayed Catholic until I was about 17 still believed in God, stopped going to church kind of thing. My mom pressed a lot of the time that, you know, you find God, anything you could do, I could sit by my bed and pray. I don't have to go to church. But my dad was so different with being on church on time, going to church every Sunday, making sure you do this. And then I stayed by that for the majority of my life. And then when I was 17, my best friend passed away. Who's your, uh, who's your best friend? Jack. And uh, what happened? He died in a car accident on um, State Road 60 in Vero Beach. And we were like inseparable. That was my backbone. That was everything. So when he died, it was more like, why would you do this to me when I've spent my whole life obeying you? I've spent my whole life being there, doing what you said that we had to do or that we were supposed to do. And I blamed God and I blamed my parents because I did everything. And then you took the one thing that I probably cared the most for in the world. I didn't care about partying. I didn't care about the drugs. I didn't care for alcohol. I, that wasn't me. Like I had my best friend. So 
that being taken away from you, you kind of sit there and you're like, but why did you punish me? Like what, what lesson was I being taught? And I mean, that was three years ago and I still can't answer that. There's a, there's a bit of a question mark there that why this happened still. Yeah. I mean, looking back at it now, like as time has passed, I think I've had time to like step back and see, okay, hypothetically, if God were to have let him live through that, would that still be my best friend? You know, would we still be able to go out at two o'clock in the morning to get gummy worms because that's what I wanted? Or would you come flying to my house because I had a bad day? Like the accident that he was in, he would have been a vegetable. So it's almost like you saved him from what could have happened and possibly saved him from having something traumatic happening later on. So that's what I have to hold on to now. And I still get those like signs here and there. And I'm like, okay, like you made it, like you're with him. You're okay. Like you got to that place. Yeah. So, so you, so you were, uh, you were like a typical, you know, average teenager kid growing up in a Catholic home kind of was involved in uh, faith, but kind of not, but you know, it was kind of cultural. Like, like, yeah. Okay. And then uh, growing up, I'm assuming your friend, Jack, your best friend, Jack, you grew really close with him and um, shared a lot of life together. And then uh, the car accident, where were you after that? What happened um, to you after mentally? Honestly, the first like, week or so I didn't leave my room I kept my door locked and my mom would slide a note back and forth and like if I slid it back that was letting her know like hey like I'm in here I'm okay I'm breathing I haven't eaten but I'm okay so that was like the first week and then finally I went back to school after two weeks and then after that was when like the drinking and the partying and finding different outlets to not feel that pain started coming in and well, it took me about, I would say, like, a year for my mom to look at me and be like, you need to stop. Like, you've got to get help. And then I went and got help, and it was like, it's not it's not doing it. It's not doing it. And I remember my aunt was like, you should come to Sunlight. Like, just come come see, like, a service. And I was so against it. I was like, I, I'm done. I don't want to be God's child. I don't want to follow him. I don't want to obey him. You took the only thing I had that was consistent. Yeah, And I went to sunlight and it literally was the most overwhelming feeling. And it was like every pain that I had, like it just subsided and the alcohol didn't do that. Partying didn't do that. Sneaking so out or. It was, it, was the, it was the pain that, that caused you to go into those other yeah. outlets. Because you sit there and you think, obviously, I don't know for other people, but for me, it's why, like, why would you do this? Not only to me, but his family, like you left a mom burying her kid. And it took me so long to see that there's so much that we're never going to understand that he does, but you have to just believe in the things you can't see. I'm not sure if you uh, maybe know the reason or not, but like, like what, what made you think that going into, were you thinking consciously? Like, I just don't want to think about this pain. So I'm going to go drink and go party. Much. It was just finding like the band-aid for that week or that month, what was going to help me to not cry every night or to not just 
trade places like that almost should have been me type of thing because he I in my eyes he did no wrong I grew up sitting my whole life so it's like why wouldn't you have taken me why did you take someone who was so like good in everything yeah and then turning like turning that over and saying okay like I can't heal myself I can't go to therapy it's not helping so So you tried you tried therapy? Hour. How was how was therapy for you? It sucked. Honestly. Like there's people that can go and just feel so like revived and click with their person and that's amazing for those people, but I never got that ever. And I'm twenty and I've been going to therapy since I was little because of my parents. Well, what happened? What's with your parents split when I was really young and I think the last like happy-ish memory of them was my eighth grade birthday party and that was the last time they were ever like together in the same room like couldn't talk I was in and out of court battles for custody with them my entire life I was blamed for their split everything under the sun I grew up with my grandparents basically because that was like the only stability that I had knowing I can come home to this environment and it's going to be okay. Mom's not going to be mad. Dad's not going to be yelling at me or blaming me for something. When I graduated, they sat on this side of the auditorium and then this side of the auditorium. Like they, they can't be in the same room together. And they split when I was like four. I didn't know that. Why'd they, why'd they split? They were together for, I think like eight years before I was born. And then once I was born, they stayed together for maybe two and their personalities just clash. My mom is just like me and so strong minded and stubborn. And my dad's just a hothead, but stubborn. So it's like, there was no yin and yang factor. It was more like fire and gasoline. And you can't have a kid in that home environment raising them. So my mom did what she thought was best and left and then that I guess just spiraled out and I never knew anything until like I got older and I was nosy and going through like the papers and then reading things not knowing these like huge words that they use in obviously like the custody cases and then finding out everything like oh I've been in the middle of this my whole life and both of you have used me like collateral against each other yeah wow so you already so just kind of backing up your your home life was split home life. Mm-hmm. You got you classified as like really shaky. Did you grow up with your grandparents then? I grew up the majority of the time with my grandparents. My dad worked the night shifts, so they would put me in bed, you know, make sure I was ready in the morning. He would take me to school. And then the weekends were always switched off with my parents. My dad would have me for like a three-day weekend and then like a one-night weekend. And then yeah. it would go back and forth. And how did that make you feel like bouncing back and forth? It feels like I've carried baggage my whole life. (laughs) Like, okay, I have to bring this pair of pants because I don't have it at daddy's. Oh, I have to bring the shirt back to mommy's. And Mm. then Christmases, I could never bring clothes home. It was always whoever bought the gifts that had to stay at that house. And so it was like my whole life. Can I do this? Can I do that? Am I allowed to bring this here? Am I allowed to bring that here? Well, I'll just pack a bag and whatever I can fit in the bag. So that's how my like life started being especially with relationships it was what can I fit in the bag and if I can't fit it then it's got to go what do you mean with relationships I mean um like 
getting close with people I've had a really hard time with just because of how I grew up, not having that like trust in someone knowing they're not going to hurt you or they're not going to die or just them being genuine and having like good intentions for you in general. Because if your parents can't do it all the time, what makes you think some random person on the street is going to have good intentions for you or is going to want to be there for you? Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely hard when you have like a, you don't have a really good um, model to, you know, kind of look at other relationships yeah. through. And, and I definitely grow up with that role model or like that dad that was like, hey, dad, like this kid broke my heart. No, my dad was like, oh, okay, whatever. My mom was in her own world. So I was like, okay, yeah. I have to deal with this. Yeah, distant and you had to deal with things on your own. Yeah. And imagine being an eight-year-old little girl that is going through all of this and then you're just like, okay, well, yeah. I'm alone. Hmm. Wow. So we um, maybe so the two big movements in your life, maybe, maybe I'm missing some, is uh, the split between your parents and the mm -hmm. living with that. And then as you were, maybe you found like a stability in your friend, Jack, yeah. and that was taken away from you at 17. Yeah. Um, and then you dove into like the self-medicating um, alcohol, partying, drugs. You do drugs. No. <laughs> um, relationships? Any relationships that were there? Um, I had one boyfriend that came after Jack because Jack was my first for everything. The first person I fell in love with, the first person I was ever with. So it's mm -hmm. like every part of me has something that's latched on to him, like relationship, friendship human mm. to human like that is my person that was my match mm. and then I had one relationship after him that was awful like straight from hell just terrible and that I think aside from Jack dying I honestly think that that is what brought me closest to God because that was just almost like the chain breaker like you have to just commit now so like, you really can't do it so a bad relationship brought you to God? I would say so. Okay, so let's talk about it. like how how did you how did God find you? How like what happened here? It's crazy. This sounds crazy, but for anyone who has lost someone, like you find like your niche and things. Like my thing is pineapples. Like that's just mine and Jack's thing. Like I would see pineapples everywhere, everywhere. And when Jack died, I had the most vivid dream. I was actually in this house that I'm in right now, which is my grandparents. And I was packing my bags and my no-no came in and was like, you have a visitor. And I was like, okay, what's going on? Like, send him in, go ahead. I wasn't expecting anyone. And it was Jack. Mm -hmm. And this was like maybe three or four days before his funeral. So I knew he had died. And in my dream, I was like, no, 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 no. Like, there's no way this is not possible. And sure enough, he came down and he was like, come sit down. And I was like, what is going on? What's going on? And he told me, like, like, hug me, like, feel me. Like, I'm right here. I'm with you. Like, I'm okay. And I had that peace. And then I went on and moved on, got into a relationship. The first night ever that me and my ex, like, had a sleepover, he woke up out of a dead sleep and said that Jack told him to leave and never come back. <laughs> And I swear it was. <laughs> it's what a world? 
that is so jack it's not even funny like you sat there and you just sabotaged my relationship and you're not even here like what are you doing leave me alone but after that I I always said I felt alone I've never felt more alone in my life than sticking in that relationship like I felt like praying it was just like I was praying to silence it wasn't like I was being hurt anymore and I almost felt like being in that relationship was like a punishment to me like I tried to warn you and I tried to use your best friend to warn you as someone that like you would click with and I disobeyed him and after staying in that relationship for almost a year I got no more signs of Jack I got no more God winks or, hey, he's with me. I can feel him. I felt nothing. Mm. And as soon as I got out of that relationship, it was like, I'm going to give you a little bit so that you know you did the right thing, but I still want you to understand that you were wrong. Mm. So it took me almost like a month to get back those little God winks or to feel that wholeness again like okay you got out of that i'm proud of you here's a little bit so that you can come home to me what was, so, what was so toxic about your relationship he was really abusive more verbally than mentally okay. and you know in high school you always hear about girls going through those types of relationships where you can't like understand why someone would stay and you hear it and you go through it and you listen to them, you give them their advice and then you go through it yourself and you're like, wow, I'm oh staying something. <laughs> yeah. oh. what? 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 Like I remember the first time he like yelled in my face and was just like so nasty. I was sitting there and I was like, God give me the strength because I'm going to knock his teeth out. Yeah. Like what am I getting into? What, what has, God tested me with this for, yeah. and then I stayed and I stayed and I stayed and it never got better. Wow. So I figured that was just my lesson that I had to learn to bring me back to him to say, okay, like, have you learned enough yet on your own? Like, are you ready to just be with me? Yeah. So, so what happened then? What, how'd you, how'd you meet God? How'd you find, how'd God find you? What, what's the, what happened here? I had started a job at sunlight over the summer of when me and my ex were together. And I was working at a restaurant and then started working as a sub and, and, um, I was working as a sub and I started like noticing little things about my life changing. And I was like, okay, um, this is going really good in my life. This is awesome. My life has gotten so much better. Mm -hmm. And it was crazy. It was just like a whirlwind of everything changing around me. And I started noticing my faith, like pulling, pulling. I started going to church more. I was more active in my family. I was more active in reading like my devotionals and then I got employed full time. Yeah. And it was just everything in my life started changing. I was supposed to go away to school and I declined my offer. And it was just God was working in the most amazing ways to show me your home. This is your place. Sunlight is your place. Like you found your niche. Like don't let go of it. Yeah. So, so then I just stayed. Yeah. So what have you learned about God during this whole time? Like what are some like things that you're learning about God or learning about yourself and 
how God is shaping you or molding you? I think he only gives, I really, really do believe in it now. I think he only gives you what you can handle. And I say that because I've been through so many different things where I thought I would never get out of. And then I did. Yeah. And, you know, you think the whole why aspect to why did this happen? Why am I still going through it? Or you feel alone. You're not. You're really, really not. Like there's times where he has to be silent so that you learn that you do have to call out. Yeah. It's not just going to be a convenience call out. It has to be like you mean it. You want it. Yeah. You're going to be better with it. And that's mainly like where I can stand on now is like even though I can't see the things that he works and there's things that he's going to do for me that I might not get to see through in this lifetime, yeah. it's going to come through in another. Maybe maybe he even gives us things that we he, we he knows we can't handle and that's what you were kind of saying there is like we have to call out to him so that he can bring so us out of these decided to come to me now like it took yeah. you long enough and i feel like that's where i am now like if me could have seen who i was three years ago there's so much i would tell her yeah like but what i'm so thankful like that i did struggle i'm thankful for like my parents not being the best to me all the time yeah because when I have kids now and they ask me, you know, why does this happen or why does this happen? I'm going to have that almost like that upper hand to give them something like, hey, I went through something that was tragic. I got my heart broken. I yeah. was in the mentally abusive relationship. I went out and was drunk when I was 17. You know, mm -hmm. it's those things that you're going to be able to click with someone or your own kid again. Yeah, that's awesome. But uh, um, where, where are you seeing yourself now? Like you've got your future ahead of you. Mm -hmm. um, God brought you out of some things like divorce, uh, um, parents, and, um, you know, like, hello, we have a guest. <laughs> so God, oh, sorry, I was just talking on the phone here. <laughs> Hello? Are we still live? Did Key did we lose Kiki? Kiana? I think we're still live, folks. If she comes back here, I, I think we were catching the last end of it. Um let's see if we could copy and paste her. This is the thing, folks, with live TV. <laughs> if you're watching the replay, um, give us a thumbs up for speeding through this part. Let's see if you can come back on here. Sorry folks, if, you, if I'm still live, give me a thumbs up for technical difficulties here. Otherwise, I think that's it. It was, uh, <laughs> if she doesn't come on, um, it was an awesome, it was really an awesome interview until uh, something happened there. Something turned <laughs> kicked her off and then I had a, had a, a guest there. Let's see, looks like Hector. Let's see who's on live with us before we take off here.
Uh, if you guys are wanting to be part of this video cast podcast, be sure to message me, Facebook message me, or post a link or post something on the um, on the uh, wall here, and um, we'll be I'll be sending you uh, a link and like an inter- a short interview on like why you want to be part of this thing. Um, I think it's really awesome to be a part of. If you guys um, are interested in it, anyway, I think that that is our time. I, I'm not seeing Kiki; she might have dropped off, but we might pick it up again in a little bit. Um, thank you guys for watching the God is Awesome podcast. A bit of an end, a quick end. We're gonna have to circle back with Kiki and ask her why God is awesome. <laughs> She's. I'm getting a text here. She said my phone did a restart. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. Um, let me send her a quick message. Uh, I think I'm going to end this by the interview. So yeah, so yeah. If you guys want to be a part of this podcast, um, obviously it's very technically limited, but uh, we'd be super happy to do this. Um, with you a lot a big reason why we do this is because I, I believe that people will connect with um, With other people's stories and so as we build up like a, a, a library of viewers um, That'd be that'd be great if we could start commun- building like a big community here to probably going through relatable struggles and, and seeing how God has worked in our lives um, <laughs> She's Oh, that's funny. She said, uh, she said my phone is restarting. <laughs> I think she's going through some kind of update or something. Uh, I'm going to ask her if she could hop on for the last bit here. We'll see. We'll see, folks. Stay tuned. Let's see who we got live in the room. Who we got in the room, guys? Let's see. Kiki just joined her own room. <laughs> send me the link one more time. Okay, we'll send you that link. There you go. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like reading her comments. She's like, <laughs> she's like, let me try. Send me the link. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then she gives the emoji with the face bump. Um, but yeah, I think um, maybe this would be a good time to really just talk about the podcast just a little bit. Um, and um, just a tad, because I want to really say that if we could build a library. Oh, is she back on? Going to cry. <laughs> oh, funny. What happened? What? Tell me how my phone decided to go into. I have the live up because I was like, let me watch what's going on. <laughs> I had my phone charging. I don't know what happened. This is 
this is my life in a nutshell that everything just goes boop and I'm like oh oh this is what we're doing today okay we're gonna shut off at 80 percent let me tell you don't get a six edge just upgrade just get the 10 max or whatever yeah, that's funny. letter we're Stop in here. now let me show your let me show your button there there you go it's all good <laughs> are you sweating yet so, I just want I'm never doing this again I'm never hosting at Redeem again this is so funny the end of Kiki oh my god well, I was what happened the, 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 the outlets are working everything else is on my lights are on my yeah. <laughs> oh my god so I was just telling everyone um kind of the purpose of this is to build up an uh, a, a library or a big community of people who have gone through similar things and maybe we could connect and and share stories and stuff like that. Um, and you were just saying how, uh, if I could meet old Kiki three years ago, that was going through a whole bunch of stuff. And mm. now I tell her a whole bunch of stuff, like God pulls you through things that, um, you know, you can't handle on your own and that you need them for. Yeah. Um, really quick, let's just, let's just wrap this thing up since we're near the end of it. Um, besides, telling your old self where are you going now what are you involved in now like what are some like tell me a little bit about how you're involved in church or friends or god and where you headed on the sunlight thing i got employed full-time before right. i was really cut off and i was going for nursing i was like so set on my ways like that's it that's what i'm supposed to do but whatever mm -hmm. i changed to social working within a year of being involved at some like because I thought to myself you know yes nursing kind of like you get to shape those kids lives too because I wanted to be pediatric I was like but what if I was working with kids who didn't need like that mental help but more of like that like loving help to finding those good homes and mm. I honestly felt like that was my calling and I denied my offers to go down south to school because I wanted to stay local so that I could still be like part of the Sunlight family because mm -hmm. it's grown. I mean, I go to Redeem every Thursday now, or I try to go every Thursday. Why do, you, why do you like to go there? It's given me that outlet for not only like the walking in faith, but like having those friends that have gone through those like awkward times where you're like, okay, I want to believe in God, but is he really there? Yeah. And it's just hearing everyone's story who does go there, it makes you feel less alone. And it's given me that, again, that outlet where it's not so suffocating. Like you can still learn about God and worship and have so much fun and yeah. not feel like it's a burden almost or that mm -hmm. you have to go because that's the right thing to do. Yeah. So yeah. it's given me that. I mean, I love hosting it now too. It's brought me out of like, that comfort zone I still get anxious I still get anxious don't get me wrong it has not cured my anxiety yeah. but it's given me like that outgoingness again where I'm like okay like let me go on the stage and not hide behind the podium but get in front of it yeah that's funny because <laughs> we all know that so I want to finish off this with this last question uh that we ask every um guest on this show why do you think, Kiana, why do you think God is awesome? I think he's awesome because there's been so many times where I've tried to walk away or tried to not find him in everything I do and not find a reason to believe in him. And he's never given up on me. And that's been my whole life is almost like defying him and saying, you know, well, what if God isn't real? Well, what if church isn't going to save me? Well, what if I don't make it to heaven? And he's always been there saying, I'm still here. 
look what I've done, look what I'm still doing. And to me, that speaks louder than anything. You have that one person that's never going to give up on you. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, Kiki, it's been a pleasure to have you on your podcast and and off and then back on again. Keep the people entertained, you know, we got these viewers. I get you. And holding it down. <laughs> we want to say what's up to a quick shout out to people who joined the uh, live stream: Michael Lincoln, David, um, Nelson, and Dan, uh, Olivia, and Hector. So they all saw it, they liked it, and they're engaging. Hey. If you're watching on the um, replay, go ahead and hit hashtag replay in the comments so we know who's watching. Um, and uh, yeah, we want to thank you guys for watching. Kiki, say goodbye, and we are out of here. See, see ya. See you guys. Thanks.